0: Hey everybody, we are back with another episode of Is It That Deep Though. <laughs> hey, everyone.
1: Hey. <laughs> we are back. Trying to How did you schedule. feel with
0: the... <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. How did you feel with the week off, Cynthia?
1: <laughs> I think pretty good. I think sometimes it's I guess helpful to kind of have the time to I guess think through things a little bit more. Cause I think when we were recording every week. I'm smiling. I'm sorry, I started over. I'm so sorry. No, no,
0: no, no, no. You're good. When you said that, it sounded like we took a break from our relationship. Oh, <laughs> it's like how did you feel like with a week apart? Felt good to reset and you
1: know think,
0: <laughs> think things through. and just
1: kind to of be honest, where we were at, <laughs> I wasn't even. I don't even know how to. I I was thrown off guard with that question. I, I don't oh, know. I was gonna say I felt the void. Yeah. I definitely was like, what am I supposed to do with my so I could actually. <laughs>
0: go for an episode tonight i could actually record uh, but then i was like no this is good this is you should have a break maybe just have a break who, who, a break is never bad just have a break whatever yeah
1: that's true and i think that so much has happened in like the last week that there's so many things to like talk about talk
0: and that's about. the issue though is because the when we record for m- more than an hour yeah for every hour that we record it takes me like three hours to edit it (laughs) there's a lot to edit out i gotta edit out every time i go because i i take a lot of gasps i guess i don't have stamina in talking <laughs> I literally sound like i'm huffing up a hill like i take out all these heavy breathing things <laughs> you say the word like a lot i gotta cut out that word as much as i can
1: oh i know i'm so sorry and i literally i was just talking and i said it like four times just now like you can rewind and hear it i was like i don't
0: see i don't hear it when we're talking
1: i know i don't either Oh my
0: gosh! Why it's when is we're that? going back that I I realize why do we sound like Valley Girls? I know. Oh my God! Like and it was just like and I was like 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 how do you like do that? Like I don't understand. Like it's stop, crazy.
1: Stop. <laughs> That's one of my at least when I was younger. I more so yeah more so when I was having I mean, not so much now one of my insecurities because I just felt like when I heard my voice recorded I sounded like Kourtney Kardashian and I don't think I talk that way but that's what it sounds like when you hear yourself recording it sounds like the worst thing ever I don't know why that is
0: I'm so tired of my voice every time I edit those yeah. us- I am I, I, I'm, I'm appalled at how I sound I sound like I got mucus just stuck in my throat I sound awkward I don't even know what my voice is and I think to myself next time I'm a chill I'm going to put on a more chill voice or I'm gonna do upticks and sound more personable and whoa exciting and each time we record, it never sounds good. <laughs> it just oh sounds, gosh. It sounds. I just feel as if I sound dorky and awkward, but that's a little bit of me. So I'm not ever going to pretend like I'm cool. Yeah, I absolutely. know that I'm a dork. I'm not cool. I just happen to look good.
1: <laughs> there you go. Period. Period. Corset top. Let's go. Leather corset top. <laughs> do you know i just squeezed myself into this
0: so i bought a bunch of stuff from mango and i didn't they set the lot there were two items that shipped later so i didn't even try them on because the first shipment went so well i was caught off guard that they were a little tight but i know that i can work on that so I, mm-hmm. I, it wasn't a big deal these last two pieces came I, I i wasn't worried about it i knew i could you know whatever it'll do what it does mm-hmm. and then this morning <laughs> i started sweating trying to get this top on and I got very nervous. Uh, At the same time though, I can always just give it. I mean I don't even know who to give stuff to anymore.
1: Man, dang. No, I definitely I like it, but it wouldn't fit me, friend. But it's beautiful.
0: You never know though. I'm broad. So mm-hmm. me too.
1: <laughs> me too. I'm real like brawlic. So <laughs> <Brolic>. I...
0: <laughs> Sometimes, do you ever realize you really don't know what you look like?
1: For real, I really. I mean, don't.
0: I sometimes I feel cute, and then I step outside of myself, and I think you could actually look like a linebacker and not know. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine you know, like, when people's pictures catch you at the wrong angle mean oh <laughs> is that that's me? I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but then you have oh to think God. how much of that is me very actually being concerned mm-hmm. versus me again being having my mind warped in this world of Kardashians where what we see as normal isn't real. right? So maybe you do look a little funny, but maybe everybody looks funny from that angle and you just don't know.
1: Yeah, true. <laughs> That's so true because I don't know I, I mean I've talked about this before, I don't know if it's body dysmorphia light or what, but ever not a lot of pictures of myself. I'm just not all of them. It's gotten better, but I'm like, mm-hmm. what is going on? I don't know. But yeah, I think what takes
0: me out of that is realizing that most people aren't very good looking. So <laughs> why should I be special? You know, if you're not actually that good looking, is that the worst thing in the world? Absolutely not. Most people on earth are not good looking. That's mm-hmm. why we put Hollywood on this pedestal and they're constantly chipping at their faces and every nook and cranny of their body because they, they're where they are because we're like, wow, y'all are so much better looking than us. So they have to do everything to unnaturally keep that line mm-hmm. there. So most people you're going to meet aren't very good looking so if you look at yourself and think i'm not that good looking you that's not a problem (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's everybody
1: and it's also (laughs) just like the perception maybe all of us are just normal like we just look normal because when you see like there is like the pictures of kylie jenner or whatever getting out of the car during the pandemic and she looked like a regular person and that's probably Mm -hmm. what she looks like all the time so
0: you know i i'm it says a lot to me now that we saw those pictures of Kylie, but remember when Chloe had that one photo like straight up erased, Mm -hmm. obliterated from the internet? I never even saw the photo. She got it scraped from Twitter. Yeah. She got it completely eliminated from all the internet just because she didn't look very good in the photo. And most people who saw it said that she didn't look bad. She just looked normal. She didn't look like a toothpick. Mm. Like, yeah. I guess she would have preferred. And then right after, she posted this photo of herself, like in a G string. And
1: <laughs> I remember seeing Did that. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said, This is what I actually look like, guys. <laughs> Girl. Why do you care so much? Why do you care? Can't you really care. <laughs> that is so unfortunate. That's literally all I can say. That's so unfortunate. All the time, money, energy in the world. And that's what you're going to spend. How much money do you think that costs? Millions
0: lots in lawyer fees because she had to send like lawyers mm-hmm. after twitter instagram to to say if you post this photo
1: i will have your ass in court so fast right meanwhile my check engine light is on
0: how's that <laughs> That's why I say I feel as if they are a cult or as if they are just, they've made a blood pact with Satan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because how can you care that much about one unflattering photo that doesn't make you look incredible mm-hmm. being on the internet? Right. How can you go to such lengths to get rid of it and then post another, a new selfie to be to say, oh, this is what I actually look like, guys. I work out really hard. I do have abs. I don't look like that. Who cares? What? You people cares. who see... you in real life know what you look like i have this last thing that i want to say about the kardashians because i really don't want to talk about them anymore here is that i have this suspicion that she's one of those people that they say in la when you meet them in real life they don't look anything like the photos where you meet them in real life and you are just kind of blown away because all of her photos are face tuned and stuff Mm -hmm. so what do you really look like that's the question
1: i know oh man well that's not our problem (laughs) yeah (laughs) Have you heard of this rapper named Glorilla? Yes. Oh, can we talk about her for a second? (laughs) Yes, because why am I a, a fan? I'm obsessed with her. I've listened to Tomorrow. Tomorrow dropped maybe like two weeks ago every single day. I've been listening to that song. See, and going back to the voice, another thing about my voice that I feel insecure is how high it is. I love how deep her voice is when she raps. I love, like, listening to her interviews. I love her.
0: I think what took me so long, I don't like to jump on bandwagon. So as soon as I hear somebody's up and coming, Mm -hmm. I question why. And that's why it takes me a a bit to come around or whatever. I just kind of assumed that she was in the same vein as... You know, the girls, Megan, the city girls, all of them Mm -hmm. are like, I ride his face and I hop on his dick and do a full split, twerk, twerk, twerk. I like, I shake my ass and I scam him for money because (laughs) all I care about is the money. (laughs) It's just like, that's, I don't care to listen to that at all. And so I don't, I heard she won a BET award. I saw the performance. I was impressed by her performance.
1: Yeah. She did
0: good at the BET hip hop awards. Mm -hmm. And so then I listened to her, the top songs she has right now, which are, obviously FNF mm-hmm. tomorrow, tomorrow too with Cardi B mm-hmm. and blessed. Yeah. And I realized she's actually very positive. Yeah. She doesn't talk about gang shit or mm-hmm. I'm scamming him for money. It's very much just like I mind my business. I hang out with my friends. Yeah. Fuck these dudes. You can't waste my time. I move mm-hmm. on if my time is wasted.
1: She's very And I don't know how
0: long her time will last because her rhymes are very simple, but Mm
1: -hmm. But I buckle it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I eat it up. Just, he got 99 problems, but the biggest one is me. me. (laughs) I love her voice. I don't know. (laughs) Girl, man, I love it. I love it so much. Oh, my gosh. But even, yeah, it's positive. I like it. Like, what that last line in tomorrow that was like, um, yeah, every day that someone shines, and that's why I love tomorrow's, I was like,
0: yeah every line every line of that chorus is i can't put you in my songs because i might not fuck with you tomorrow Mm -hmm. uh and then whatever she says about like credit might be fucked up i might be rich as fuck tomorrow
1: right exactly (laughs) it's like i'm holding on to that one for dear life oh
0: my gosh can i tell you i have two nickels and that's it (laughs) Two nickels to rub together and that's all I have. I don't know how. It's so funny because in the past couple of months since I moved, I've been telling you, Mm -hmm. child, I'm just waiting for the payday to come. I just need to pay off my credit card. I don't know where I'm going to be. I have to pull out my savings. It didn't hit until now how irresponsible I've been. And I literally... Mm I, I tried to pay for my lashes today, and it declined. No. Venmo said, no, you don't have the money. Don't ask again. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I paid for it with my credit card, but I was just so shocked. And I learned that, yeah, I can go through oh, a little over a thousand in two weeks very easily. It hasn't yeah. even been two weeks. I don't get paid till Thursdays. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like what was i what did i do do you I, ever look through your statement like what the yes. fuck did i buy
1: really today today i was looking i was like wait hold on because <laughs> i'm trying to figure out to get a flight to go to dallas which is also very silly again that's the reason why i don't have money why am i flying to dallas i live three hours away i mean bro i hate driving i We're hate a team driving. i
0: hate to drive yeah so i understand
1: yeah but i was looking i was just like wait What's going on after I had my like revelation and being like, I'm going to put money in envelopes. I'm going to save every nickel quarter and dime is going to be accounted for. Meanwhile, I just had to, I mean, I rescheduled my last appointment to tomorrow to make sure I could pay for it, but it's going to be okay. That's how
0: life is. I just, I'm not going to worry about budgeting. (laughs) Because I can't think that way. Life is short. I'm going to do what it takes to make me happy. So if I have to spend money frivolously, I'm going to do that. And I'm not going to question it. (laughs) (laughs) Does that sound dumb? Maybe does. I'm going to listen back to this and say what? (laughs) But I'm standing on it. If I have to just spend whatever in one day to feel good, I'm going to do it.
1: (laughs) Gosh, because the time is going to come. I believe it's so... Thoroughly that the time's going to come that we're going to look back at these times of our lives when, you know, we were trying to pay for lashes and couldn't and we're trying to pay for basic things and couldn't and be like, remember when we were broke? That was a time we had a time last night type of thing. And now we're not. So
0: I've been broker than this. So this is nothing.
1: Girl, let me I tell feel, you. Oh, feel yeah. Very
0: confident that I'm fine. I just know that I have the least amount of money I've had since before the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> like but that's closet. on me. That's on me. <laughs> Same. Absolutely. What is on your your workout playlist? I was thinking this because. Ooh how interesting that is i wonder what you listen to on your because i am possibly going to add Glorilla to my workout playlist
1: oh girl do it i already did yes she's on there let me see a bunch of stuff from renaissance is on there <laughs> i like audrey nuna you put me on to audrey nuna I oh yeah her. she's fun yeah, yeah. <clears throat> fun stuff i do have future mm-hmm. there's a dang what's going on i've had i've put some problematic stuff on there lately that's unfortunate no,
0: that's fine. I feel okay. like the the workout playlist, it can do whatever it needs to do. It's okay. all about who gets you hyped, who gets you moving. We don't have room to think about what people have said or what their transgressions are. It's just about keeping yourself elevated. I also have Future on my playlist. Yeah. Because Mask Off is good. It's it just, is. good on the playlist. Mm-hmm. I have Jack Harlow still, the earlier songs that I liked because mm-hmm. he says positive shit. Ah. Every time I'm on the playlist and I'm listening to black on black and he says i was fucking up but now i'm back on track that's a fact i love that line because every time i'm back at the gym i have that thought okay i fucked up but now i'm back on
1: track oh exactly oh (laughs) yeah
0: i was fucking up by eating those veggie burgers and ordering pizza in the middle of the night but now i'm (laughs) back on track
1: i'm back and
0: (laughs) drinking water and wearing protection like i we already had an episode named that that's good Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh I have Dochi on my playlist now. Ooh, Dochi. Have you heard her music yet? No, no, no. Oh, you would love her. You oh gotta look her up. I mean, she I had have- a BT Awards performance that was amazing. And she makes great music. On there, I have Up by Cardi B because it's a very positive.
1: It is. Song. That was my number one played song in 2019, I think. Really? Or whatever it came out. Yeah, when Spotify did their little wrap-up thing. I don't like- know
0: that it was before the pandemic. Okay, there was a after. TikTok dance during the pandemic.
1: You're right. So it was probably 2020.
0: From <laughs> my Facebook. Remember the day? I can't do it.
1: I can't do it.
0: Can but you I imagine, imagine actually like putting a phone up and recording yourself doing it? Like
1: I think about that so often because oh, so much of TikTok now is like, of course the dances and, you know, people doing commentary and videos to makeup and stuff, but it's also people confessing their deepest, darkest, shameful life experiences, Ooh. pressing record, watching it back and posting it. I'm like, have you no shame for what? For someone, for likes, for engagement. This is sad.
0: Yeah, I feel like every generation has its fucked up thing. And that's what this generation is. It's oh. the period of record strangers. I face planted the other day. Like I was running across the street in some no. chunky sandals, literally fell straight down oh. on the floor, scraped the shit out of my elbow. Oh. And I was haunted the rest of the weekend thinking somebody somewhere recorded that and I'm probably <laughs> being laughed at no. somewhere <laughs> on TikTok. Somebody caught that and they're laughing because there's nothing sacred. People don't care. You don't people care. will, they'll record people in the street they don't know doing something and post them. They will take screenshots of your profile on a dating mm-hmm. app because they think you said something stupid and post that with your name in it. Sometimes even with your photo, even yeah. if they scratch out your name, and then what they do to themselves—recording themselves crying or talking right. about the people who be like, "Hey, everybody! So I just want to talk about how I have no friends and nobody likes me, and I'm always the friend who reaches out, and nobody reaches out to me." <gasps> I'm just like, "Yes, s- many of us feel this way." Yeah, I would never record myself because what Ever. are you looking for? Nothing—is
1: validation, some sympathy for people to like comment and be, "Oh, I feel <sighs> that way." Da, da, da. That makes it me- might be
0: that the weird idea. If you feel like this, you're not alone, bitch. We are all alone, okay? <laughs> <laughs> at, but at the same time, nothing you're experiencing is unique.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, I say that, man. I'm. <laughs> I sound like such a bitch. Like, wake up, look, get up. Everybody feels that way. I felt like shit two weeks ago. I felt like I did not want to be here two weeks ago, and now I'm back to okay. So it's kind of weird. I was literally about to get on med- medication. I almost thought I was bipolar. (laughs) I was like, why is it that some weeks I feel like jumping off a bridge and then other weeks I feel
1: like I can do anything. (laughs) I mean, there there are episodes like, you know, sometimes it, it comes in like waves and stuff, those feelings. I don't know. I feel fine now. That's the point. (laughs) It's helpful to at least like get it out. Because sometimes when you are going through seasons like that or episodes like that, it's just it's so easy to get stuck. And I personally tend to isolate myself whenever I don't feel at my best. And I'll just I don't it's like I don't even realize that I'm doing it, that I just don't reach out to anybody. I just
0: (laughs) deal with it. I don't know what the fuck goes on with you when we're not recording. (laughs) I'll be honest. (laughs) we don't talk unless we record
1: that's i know
0: we text here and there but like we're not gonna have a conversation granted i still have your location so i wait for you to be home to even consider calling you but you're out so
1: yeah I, I like, also oh, she's doing stuff home. i'm not gonna call oh i also like yeah i like going to different places in houston and just like seeing things but yeah, no, that's another thing too. Just for me personally to be more intentional, to like maintain connections outside of, especially like with you outside of like recording. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do whatever you want to do. I'm not ever going to ask anybody to pay attention to me ever again in my life. <laughs> I feel like we, we're at this age in our thirties. I don't blame anybody else for how I'm feeling. That is all my own circumstances. Mm-hmm. And that's that. I would never beg a friend to think of me or tell them to talk to me more and I would never like the same way I wouldn't I was dating somebody and they they seemed like they lost interest or something I wouldn't beg them I'm just not in the business anymore of being like I feel bad and you should be doing something more to help me because it's not anybody else's problem it's it's my thing internally people have their own lives Mm -hmm. and whatever so I don't ever look at somebody else like you're not doing what I need you to do because that just sounds crazy you're not my man. (laughs) (laughs)
1: i mean i see the thing is i get that but i also feel like as a friend i do and maybe this is a personal thing but i do hold responsibility for your well-being in a sense i mean that's a weird way of saying that but it's like if i have a friend and i realize that i'm not able to support them the way that I feel like they because I, I feel like I know I know how you are and I know like I feel like there are things that I'm not doing to be a supportive friend knowing how you are and no
0: like, no don't say that because is that bad I don't know I don't want to be viewed as this I am I feel no. like I'm not like I do I am more sensitive and feeling and emotional about stuff that's the key why I'm like I don't need to be in a relationship because I get like my emotions can be out of control but at the same time my more concern is with you. I don't know. I have no finger on the pulse of what you're ever going through because you don't share. No, that's <laughs> you don't idea. reach out. You d- you don't look for <sighs> a safe space. So I assume. And every time we talk, you're like chipper and fine, unless you're stressed about work or back then school. Yeah. So I always, even when you've talked to me about personal things that you were worried about, you like won't continue the conversation later so I just assume that you got over it and that might not even be the truth I'm the sensitive one who's more out loud about being miserable but I never know how you feel about anything because if I don't specifically ask
1: you I won't know (laughs) no it's true it's true and even I like caught myself like okay so I think the the whole point of me saying like I feel like a responsibility that is also part of my flaw like, I guess we're, we're, we're doing therapy out right now. I think that's part of like a character flaw of mine where I feel like I want to help people at the expense of myself. So I feel like it is my duty to help people. That's different than what I really want to, where I really want to be is like, I want to be at a, like my sister's keeper type of thing. That's where I want to be. I want to be the person who's like, you know, it's not, I have to take care of you. It's like my sister's keeper. Like if this is someone who's like a sister to you, you want to be able to support them and be there for when when they need you. And I think sometimes I take that, I feel guilty of what I'm not able to do beyond that, which is like feeling like I have to take care of people. And part of that is also me not giving up other people the opportunity to like, Take care of me.
0: <laughs> we got to take like 20% of my self-centeredness and give it to you.
1: Yeah, I mean. And
0: maybe 20, we'll swap your 20% of other think thinking about others. Yeah. Give it to me. And then 20% of my self-centeredness and give it to you. Because I feel like you do too much for others. You care too much about others, like in a good way. But like too much. Like when you told me that story of that homeless lady being like, I need money. I know. And you venmo or cash-apped her $50 on the spot. I said oh no oh hell no i don't believe in that shit at all i would have told her we're fine thank you and ushered you the fuck out of her way (laughs) but you are just so kind that Uh you gave fifty dollars knowing that you don't even have like that much to be like fifty dollars is nothing whatever you gave it to some random lady Uh on the street and then she ended up requesting money from you several times later i wanted to punch her in the face three times it was like eighty dollars each time how the fuck dare you? That's why I don't fucking... To me, in my opinion, it's just, if I'm not rich, don't come to me or... I don't owe anybody. <laughs> I don't know anybody who needs money anything when I am barely making it myself. Don't yeah. come to me. Like, that's just what's so uh, stupid and annoying about America is, like, we literally have 1% of people who own, like, what, 90% of the wealth or something? Yeah. But it's people like us who end up giving money to less fortunate people. And it makes no fucking sense. But anyways, back to you're just so selfless. And then times where like people are literally doing things to hurt you or not. Maybe they don't know that they're hurting you, but it's irritating you. And you'll tell me about it. And I'm just like, don't let them talk to you like that. Speak <laughs> up get bitchy yeah. like tell them to fuck off you said that you had that fucking uh supervisor or whatever in, in grad school who was like oh my gosh you need to take time off like you haven't been to africa you oh my gosh here? yeah you should go me and my partner oh and you didn't say bitch some of us like aren't wealthy and white and privileged right some of us actually are putting ourselves through this program like with no support so no i can't take a fucking you guys don't even pay us well you yeah, don't yeah, even give us right. our bonus is. like no. shut the fuck up lady oh uh, that spirit man. i had when, when the the devil was in me when you said <laughs> no, 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 no. that and when you talked about your ex contacting you i was just like uh, i get so angry I <laughs> and i'm just like and so when you say that you just kind of go along with it or don't say anything i get so upset uh, <laughs> i just yeah. like people have to stop Fucking with you. Stop letting them treat you this way. But it's because you're so nice.
1: (laughs) But at the same time, I need this. This is good. Sometimes like I do things and it's not until I'm like, I put the mirror back on myself. Hearing you say all those things, it sounds like I'm a pushover. And I would never think of myself as a pushover. And I want you to be more that way
0: with me, too, because a lot of times I feel like I could push you into doing shit and I don't want to. I would love to hear a wall up that goes, oh, I cannot do that. Or like, no, I don't actually like that. Something because I think we have a lot in common. But I also think you're very amenable. And so sometimes I don't know if I'm just pushing something on you or not wow
1: this is I just
0: don't want to feel like I'm taking advantage of you ever so sometimes I worry that it is that when you have somebody who's like especially if they're thinking like oh I need to be there for her it's like I don't want you to do anything you don't want to do or anything that severely inconveniences you Mm -hmm. like I'd rather you say up front let me get back to you I don't know or actually that's probably not gonna happen this time or something i don't know
1: yeah no that's true man i'm actually glad we're talking about this <laughs> i think this is yeah. something important in our friendship because i feel like i do i don't know if it's like just wanting to be well i don't i don't think it's just wanting to be perceived like well liked like a people pleaser type of thing i don't know if it's that because i don't see myself as that i just i don't know
0: i don't know maybe something happened to you growing up where you just learned the best thing is to get along Mm-hmm. Like, just don't make waves, just keep the peace or just make people feel at ease. Cause yeah. I don't think it's about you wanting to be liked at all. I don't get the sense from you that you're desperate to be liked. No. I just get the sense that it's more like, uh again, taking care of others, taking care yeah. of others' feelings. I don't want them to feel bad or like, oh, they probably need me or, oh, you know, they probably didn't mean it that way. So you're just trying to like take care of other people, even yeah. homeless people. <laughs> but you like, you don't think of yourself in that mix of like, actually, what the fuck do I want? I don't. I don't wanna fucking listen to this shit. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't wanna deal with this or whatever. And that's what worries you about me about that worries me about you. But also I'm very self-centered compared to you. Mm -hmm. I don't like to do shit. I don't like to do. And I I mean, I'm so on
1: one side. I'm like at the extreme. I feel like it's some Yeah. That's what's
0: so funny. That's why I'm like, I don't, because we're so opposite in that way. I get concerned that I could be taking advantage of you because you are extremely selfless. Whereas I will speak up when I don't about anything about anything so when you have somebody who's too vocal and too you know whatever works for me and then you have somebody who's oh I'll do whatever works like that (laughs) you know that that it's like I don't want it to be that kind of friendship where you don't and then I mean I just feel like when you're in a friendship and it feels too easy you have to really think is it easy because it's totally fine or is there ever going to be animosity that comes out later where like on my wedding day you're like you've always bossed me around and you've been (laughs) so bitchy and I'm sick
1: of it (laughs) And I'm like, I had no idea. I had no idea. (laughs) I mean, I feel like there are times where I'm just, even if I don't necessarily want to do something, I don't feel so strongly about not wanting to do it, if that makes sense. But I feel like I'm not at the point where it's like building up inside me and I feel Mm. all this animosity. No, not
0: at
1: all. No, not at all. (laughs) Your evaluation is correct. I do have a tendency to be like, I mean, it's, it's fine. I can... It's not a huge inconvenience. It may be a slight inconvenience, but it's not an inconvenience to the point where I'm just like, oh, my life's falling apart or something like that. So I don't know if
0: my thing is middle kid syndrome. I just didn't feel heard or listened to as a kid. Mm-hmm. So the minute I got out of the house, I was like, everything on my terms. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's like very and my family will because they lead with guilt now like now that it can't be a Mm -hmm. a threat like you have to come with your your parents it's always like a guilt thing now and that makes me even angrier because i'm just like why can't i be free i want to do and it's like literally every day of your life is free i make my own decisions every day but i still i don't know i can't explain it i will just leave with this that i was very anti dating apps because i i I still don't think I'm going to meet someone for real that way, yeah. but I've gotten back on a dating app recently again. And I will say like, if you are out here thinking it's hard to meet people like I was and you're just thinking, you know, I just need to see a Rolodex of people. So I'm just going to get on a dating app. Like, let mm-hmm. me just see what's out there because you have this idea that, you know, the person for you is out there. And you just don't know how to meet them. Get on a dating app. Just do it because actually it will remind you there's really not that much out there. Mm-hmm. Like it will bring you back down to reality to where you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is what's around me. Okay, then I'm good. Like I, I've used dating apps on and off since I was 19, (laughs) and so every new decade, because I'm about to reach 30, I have this new perspective on it. And this Mm -hmm. time around, I'm just kind of chilling, just like seeing what's on there, and I'm just judging the people so differently. I know now what I don't want to step out with. I know what's absolutely not my type. So even if I match with a guy, I can tell by the way he carries himself in his photos that I don't even need to waste his time or mine. I'm not ever going to meet up with him but also the fact that i feel like if a guy has a paragraph on his tinder profile he's doing too much and you should swipe left why are you thinking that hard there's something wrong with you if you're on here really either trying to sell yourself and say all the positive things about you Mm -hmm. or you're trying to say everything that you enjoy doing or Mm -hmm. you say everything that you're looking for because that's what the first date is for right Right. We should be talking about all that shit on the first date. So if you're like quickly wanting to tell me everything or your prerequisites or whatever in your profile, I'm like, no, you think it too much, baby. We got to move on.
1: Oh, yeah. Because at that point, you're pitching yourself. You're pitching to get chose. <sighs> That's, That's literally what you're doing. so strange.
0: I looking looking at these dudes like you are pitching yourself like you don't know what your value is.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Man, I wish mm-hmm. I wouldn't put on my profile. I cook, I clean, I stay active. G G G E N M A F G H K L <laughs> M N O P. Like I showed you that one guy's profile where yes. he's like, A I paint, I cook, I weld, I'm kink friendly, I build houses. I was like,
1: look how you just snuck in that kink friendly. Like, what the fuck? What, what did that I have to do with anything? It didn't. It didn't. <laughs> He's casting the world's widest net to get any type of person, uh, a welding, painting, king friendly, whatever. Why like why do I even need
0: to? People. To me is like, but why do I what you know? To me, I, I guess I'm just I'm on Tinder, but I wouldn't need to I don't feel like we need to lead with sex. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just hang out and see? if it clicks or not like why do we need to put all of that shit in the profile and honestly like i look at this as we're not i'm not even reading your profile info i'm looking through the photos first Mm -hmm. and so if you make it past that round then I will circle back and read the first half of your profile mm-hmm. and then if you talk to me I will go back and put on my reading glasses and go through Just like, I... each photo and what you said to make sure that I actually want to engage with you because now I realize that I really value my personal space and my freedom yes. and I enjoy the fact that people cannot access me back in you know the mid-20s it was more you know oh let's go out I want to go out I want to meet people experience this let's drink blah 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 you You know, it was just kind of fancy free. And now that I'm older, it's more, I'm not going to waste my fucking time. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I could go out and I don't even like to drink anymore like that. So it's not even worth it to go to a bar and drink with a stranger because I don't even want to be drinking. So if I don't think that you look interesting and I'd actually want to talk to you, made my peace with the fact that in this city, I'm not going to want to talk to most people Mm -hmm. and that's okay.
1: Especially like in my early, not even early twenties. I think I started using dating apps in my mid twenties. It's 23, mid twenties or early. it's early it's pretty early okay then whatever whatever time it was it felt like the clock was running out and i had to find somebody and like match with somebody even if they weren't exactly who i wanted or even if they weren't the right person for me it was just like okay i gotta find before i stop using the app for the night i gotta match with somebody and start a conversation why
0: why we had this idea i mean i remember very vividly having this idea you never know I know it be a good fit for you. So even if you're it, physically like not really into them, go out with them because they might make you laugh. It might be good. Let me tell you, if you're on a dating app, you should be as shallow as you can be oh, in yeah. person. If you're meeting somebody through people or at work, when you have more of a chance to get to know them or have somebody vouch for them, don't be shallow. Give them a chance. You're around them. Why not talk to them? Who knows? They don't even know if you're interested yet. It's not on that level on a dating app. It's just the two of us. Mm-hmm. So if I... And that's how a lot of people get their time wasted. If you're on this dating app and you're thinking, oh, he's not really my type, <laughs> you know, I'll match with him. And then he talks to you, mm-hmm. you know, you're thinking, oh, let me just, I'll just talk, you know, whatever, no big deal. And then he asks you on a date and you ghost. Mm-hmm. Now he's lost his faith in the app and you're a shittier person for wasting someone's time. I mean, but I think that's just dating in your mid-20s. We talked about it. Girls, because people in their mid-20s and early 20s. We don't really know what we're doing or what we want or what's okay and what's not. So it's really smarter to be dating in your late 20s because you're more experienced and you just know what you're willing to put up with and what you're not. I feel as though I'm a better person now to date because Mm -hmm. I am more finished (laughs) and I I have more things about myself that I'm proud of. Mm -hmm. I have no intention of impressing anybody. I think I needed to get on the dating app to be brought back to reality Mm -hmm. of just, what are you looking for? Because it's really not out there like that. You just... (laughs) You're not missing out on anything. You just kind of are just going to have to keep dicking around and just doing things
1: until whatever. Even if you find someone attractive and even if you both find each other attractive, it doesn't have to turn into anything. It can just be that you can just, oh, that person is attractive. Cool. And you can just move on. When I was younger, if I found someone attractive, I was like, okay, crush immediately. Cool. And then if it wasn't reciprocated, it's like, okay, my heart is broken. Well, let's find another one. And then if you find someone that you like match with on a dating app and, you know, both of y'all find each other attractive, I'm like, okay, well, that's going to be my boyfriend. No, just because you find each other attractive doesn't mean you have to be together. I will (laughs) say though, just real quick before we lock off. So your last episode that you did on Don't Worry Darling, I really liked it. so much. Saw the movie and I also have thoughts. So
0: you saw Don't Worry, Darling when? Yes,
1: like last weekend. So Saturday. Okay. So yeah. what did you think? So and it's full disclosure. I went in having listened to your whole episode, so I already knew what was gonna mm-hmm. happen. But I mean, I I get spoiled, I spoil myself with movies all the time, so it was fine. Line. So I actually thought the movie was not bad, had it not been for all the plot holes, which is probably what makes it a bad movie. The story, like the underlying story. If it had been, dis- if she figured that all that stuff out earlier and then the rest of the movie was her like backstory as to why that all happened, what she did after she woke up, what happened to all the other women, that would have been so much better. It, maybe this would have been a better like a limited series or something and not just a movie where it's just her having hallucinations for almost two hours and then her realizing what happens. Then Harry Styles dies and then she's running up the hill and then she wakes up and we don't even know what happened. That was, ugh, I don't know. That was unfortunate. Good things, though. Florence Pugh did a good job. I like seeing Gemma Chan there. The actress that played Margaret, she did a good job, too. I just didn't see a lot of her. Harry Styles wasn't bad. I eat my words. He wasn't bad. I initially was like, oh, he can't act that, or that. I didn't know anything. <laughs> I was just <laughs> I was going on internet hype like everybody else was, you know, being ignorant. He did a good job. And when they turned him ugly, I gasped. I had literally no idea. I literally gasped. I was like, oh "My God, they did a good job." I was like, "He looks greasy." <laughs> Ew! <laughs> it was so disgusting. Yeah. But it was it was good. I think it was an okay movie. Um, too many plot holes, man. If he dies in the computer, he dies in real life. But if she dies in the computer, she doesn't die in real life. Is that the whole thing, or she would? No, she
0: didn't die, but she would have died had she died. Okay. I think another thing that people were saying doesn't make sense is she's literally restrained to the bed. Yeah. So if she wakes up next to a dead body, yeah, shackled to her bed, you left us with so much that you didn't explain, or it felt lazy.
1: yeah. Kind of the, the
0: interesting part would have been that. And you decided to just focus on the 50s the whole time.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? It's not even the most interesting. I feel like. The, all the hallucinations and all the like thriller jump scares and stuff like that was like the focus. And maybe that was like, what was most interesting to live it I don't know. It's like, okay, so what happened to her parents and her family? If she was a surgery resident and she didn't ever came into work the next day, don't you think people would whatever? And it's like, I'm thinking about like, okay, so he chloroformed her or whatever, and then tied her to the bed and turned the simulation on and gotten whatever. And then he had to go to work. So if he had to go to work to pay for them to be in the simulation, let's say he's like driving Uber or something like that. (laughs) Wouldn't people like be like, hey, where's your wife? We've been looking for her and we don't know where she is. How is he out and about in the world? And nobody's questioning him about his wife. Who's when did she poop? There's just so much question. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly though. Because why do they show him putting
0: some water down her throat for hydration? But they don't. Acknowledge the fact that, so does she eat, drink? Does she poop, pee? Like what? All they have are just these eye things on her eyes
1: and that's it. (laughs) It. And I was even thinking the guy who played Frank, what did he look like in the real world? Was he like mad ugly? And then that's the body he chose in the simulation. Was he even American? What? What if all, are all these people like all over the world logging into this computer game simulation thing and they're not even... Why is the girl always pregnant? There's just so much.
0: Bro, can you imagine if in Squid Game they never showed us everybody's real life and then him winning and returning to the real world, but instead just kept it in the game and then them trying to get out and then him winning and then that's it? That's it. (laughs) The fun, interesting part is who are these people Mm -hmm. before they were in the game when they left the game momentarily? Where did they go? When they came back, what were they fighting for? Mm -hmm. And then when he won what did he do? With right. them? It's similar to me in the fact that you set up this world and then, you know, we know that the characters in this world have another life in the real world. Mm-hmm. Squid Game did a great job of balancing both of those worlds mm-hmm. so that we were more sympathetic to the people in the game. And also, I mean, we, it weighed heavily on us who won, how he won, what he did when he got out, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And again, that was... I mean, that's a series, so they're going to have a second season and that's why they had time to do all that. Mm-hmm. This is a movie. I saw that apparently the movie was written by two brothers mm-hmm. and then Olivia Wilde had the lady who wrote Book Smart mm-hmm. rewrite the script. Oh. So this is a lady who might not even have any experience with doing thrillers. Because, I mean, it was... I mean, honestly, here, thinking about it more, I would say the movie's more of a 4 out of 10. Because the yeah. stuff that it has you questioning, the last thrillers that I saw... I mean, that jump out to me are like Tenet and like, I mean, I'm thinking of big scale movies, but movies where if you have to question something, you're questioning your own logic because it's just maybe a little confusing, like Inception and Tenet or whatever. But you're not looking at this movie like, this don't make no goddamn sense. Like you're not looking at this movie thinking these other thrillers. And that's why I say Jordan Peele and these other directors, they are better at it because they know how to think of almost everything. Even with us, when I was thinking to myself, what are the scissors for? What is that whole shit? It's supposed to represent the paper dolls, the tethered that we are just like you, but we live in the underbelly. You live in the upper crust, whatever on earth up above us. And that's still representative of real world economic, socio-economic issues. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all a metaphor for. Right. So even if you question Jordan Peele, it always, if you look it up or think about it, it ends up making sense. Or at least you can say, I know why he did it, even if it doesn't work for me. With right. her, I don't know what those ballerinas were for. Oh, I don't know, you know, the scene where she gets pushed against the wall from the window pane. Yeah. and Yeah. You know that all that's the tips and the little tricks they were doing don't really do anything they don't make any sense Mm -hmm. some of it I mean it's all in her head I guess but it's not because obviously something was wrong Mm -hmm. and I don't know why she was realizing it that way. I know there was no deeper meaning to any of that shit and it was just so disappointing and so poorly thought out it's embarrassing
1: it was it's too bad because it would have if it was a limited series like a really interesting if it was a book I would have read the book like it would have been interesting especially Mm -hmm. if they went back then you're sitting there trying to make up what you think is happening I was like okay so the time when she was like cleaning the house and the window or whatever was closing it on her was like Harry Styles in the real world like did he drop a book on her chest or something and like that's how she reacted or something or when she was surrounded Wrapping her face? Did he drop the towel that he used to feed her water with on her face accidentally when his phone rang? And that's why, who knows? That would have been funny as hell if they more forward. That's to the what's room. so
0: stupid is even <laughs> that scene, that scene where. He, she's wrapping the ram wrap around mm-hmm. her face. Why did she do that? Did she do that? It doesn't connect to anything else. Yeah. I don't know if she was thinking at that point, can I die? Because mm-hmm. wouldn't that be cool if that was another glitch As she realizes I can't actually cut myself. Right. I have this ram wrap around my face and I can breathe just fine. Yeah. Something is weird. Why can't I suffocate myself here? Mm-hmm. You know, they just didn't think that. I mean, they just, I don't see a lot of women directors who do thrillers. They just, Took a giant step back. I mean, I don't want to make it a gendered thing, but she made it a gendered thing. She did. She did. The sex she... scenes were whack. Too, they were. To make-
1: that's another thing because i remember she had done interviews like this is going to be a movie about good sex or whatever whatever it's like oh because your man was doing it is that's why because like
0: (laughs) it's about female pleasure is what she said like we got to see the female get pleasure it's like it didn't look good i don't know (laughs) yeah and
1: she threw all that food on the floor i was like what happened to the meat just fell straight bro (laughs) if you
0: that's not sexy like if, if i put food on the table or I even just set the damn table mm-hmm. and you throw me on the table and spread that shit on the floor. I would kick you in the face.
1: Yeah. And I'd like, say, Are you crazy? Yeah. Pick it up now, you fool. That's your meal. <laughs> Bro,
0: <laughs> did you think because even in the end where they explain why he has a British accent?
1: Oh, yeah. Like, wait, he just picked it. Right. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Why did
0: nobody else pick a British accent? Like, So did Gemma oh. Chan pick her British accent? Did her husband pick a British accent for her? Did So none of the men wanted to be from anywhere else. They right. all have American accents. That's, that's how you literally know. It's just because Harry Styles is British. Yeah. Because he's not a good enough actor to do an American accent for the whole movie. Right. Let's just say that he chose... A- it doesn't make any... It's so it lazy. It's just it so
1: stupid and Does- lazy. Do it. Isn't she British? Olivia Wilde? Oh, no. Florence Pugh. She's British, right? No, she's not. Are you serious? I'm she's screaming. not British. That's so funny. I definitely <laughs> thought she was.
0: <laughs> no, she's not. Her name yeah. sounds not American, doesn't it? Florence.
1: It does. <laughs> that is so funny. I definitely thought it was like, man, she could do it. Your mates are doing American accent. hair. you can't do it, but... Never mind.
0: He shouldn't have gotten the role, to shouldn't be honest have. with you. Yeah. He was okay, but I think they could have put anybody in that role. Mm-hmm. Anybody could have played that role. I don't think he brought more to it. Chris Pine did what he could, but now that I've listened to other people's reviews, they underutilized him. Like mm-hmm. he didn't have enough screen time either. Yeah. I don't know what we watched. I just, I would never watch it again, but if I did, I would pay even more attention to pacing yeah. and. You know, now that I know how it's going to end, why did it take so long to get there?
1: long, I know, I know. And Margaret
0: didn't make any sense either. They just played the fuck out of Kiki Lane. You know, she isn't even top billed. And then she didn't come to any of the film festivals they were premiering at. Really? Which says a lot because she had one of the bigger roles. yeah. But it's because they cut out so many of her scenes. They directed her poorly. Honestly, if I were her, I would be like, I want to forget I did this. Mm. Because she doesn't look good in the movie. She didn't act well. They didn't have any depth to her or give her much. She looked beautiful. But that was it.
1: That's it. That was it. No backstory or any context behind it. It was just like, oh, this girl is like, not a soothsayer, but the magical negro yeah exactly exactly and then she ends (laughs) up killing herself i'm just i I don't know
0: yeah i'm thinking the scenes they cut might have shown that she and florence's character were very close yeah if we could have seen her before she went out there with her son Mm -hmm. we don't even know how long florence has been in this We don't know when she thinks she moved to the neighborhood. We see the movie and already they're like, oh, there's Margaret. We used to be friends with her, but now she's crazy. Mm -hmm. And we don't know... What that friendship looked like. Right. We don't know anything about her position in the neighborhood. I just feel like this is just a classic case of just white feminism. Like, Absolutely. oh, I put Black people in the movie and they have no lines mm-hmm. or they their scenes got cut and their characters make no sense. Mm-hmm. Why is Olivia Wilde in the movie more than Margaret is? If that Margaret's was- the friend who
1: shows her that something you know you know right right that was almost like a jump scare when i saw the movie because like the first scene like you see her in it i didn't know she was in the movie herself so when i see her i'm just like oh wow nick kroll didn't know his ass was in the movie I was like, "What? Ugh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, like I just wish they had just provided more information about all the plot holes that we talked about, and then also about like the Victory Project and the whole like incel movement behind it, and like how Frank is, you know, misogynistic, probably alpha male podcast host person who gets people to pay for stuff on his Patreon to listen to his like exclusive mm-hmm. misogynist content. It's so many missed opportunities, unfortunate, because the story yeah. would have made sense if it was executed well."
0: It's not even a legal thing, because why are they doing it in their own homes? Why aren't they in a lab Mm -hmm. under a study? You know, why is it weirdly in their own apartments? Mm -hmm. Who is responsible? Like, what release forms? And again, why didn't her family look for... Just, like, so, so much. And I really resent that it just didn't get picked up by a better director Mm. who would have just... Been like, this shit don't make no sense. Let's re like, I don't even know what it looked like before she had the book smart screenwriter write it, right, right? Do rewrites because it had, it could have been good, mm-hmm. it had a lot of potential. Mm -hmm. because the story isn't dumb to me it's just so poorly executed that I'm just didn't screen didn't like studio executives have to see this yeah what did they okay on this maybe this is the best final cut they could have gotten out of it maybe it's I don't it was already over two hours so how much they couldn't make it longer but it's just so disappointing I thought what would have been cool is again if we saw these other women in their stories so the scene oh the scene is pisses me off actually the scene where the doctor does a home visit she's asking about margaret he's like don't worry she's fine he leaves his briefcase she steals the file she she steals why would he even especially knowing that she is suspicious and asking weird questions why would you leave your briefcase but even so he leaves his briefcase and she looks through it and finds margaret's file and it's all blacked out right So it's like, why did she? Why is this even in there? She didn't find anything. Right. What is the point of having a scene? I I guess they were just trying to subvert our expectations. Like, oh, you think she's about to find out the tea on Margaret? Mm -hmm. Nope. She doesn't find anything. Then why, Knowing that this movie is so long and didn't give us enough, why put some stupid shit like that in there? What did it forward to her other than just future, oh yeah, something is weird, but I don't know what. It's just more of that. It just was so dumb. If instead they'd shown maybe a photo of Margaret in real time or something, like what she actually looks like with her. I mean, they are are using their real names, but with a real study on her that shows her real photo and says that she's like a teacher or something like that or something whatever and that's how she's like what the fuck that she's would like, be cool or if it was be. just a file of everybody and she yeah. didn't get to see she didn't get to hold on to it mm-hmm. but she looks through it quickly and she sees all of the women and their real photos yeah and like their real occupations yeah, yeah, yeah. that would have been cool because it would have been like cool. oh shit they don't look nothing like this she's right. a painter she's a teacher she's a professor like you're a doctor what the fuck ah. wow they really didn't want y'all out here working or something but the fact that we get nothing on what these other women are actually doing in the real life and we don't even know that piss I was like how the fuck is this a feminist movie and we don't even really see what the women do in real life
1: right exactly
0: that really irritates me. So yeah, I have to give the movie a three out of 10. because
1: <laughs> It keeps going down. <laughs> yes, because all of the missed
0: opportunity. I mean, I saw a really good movie tonight. And so when you see mm-hmm. a good movie or at least a movie that makes you think or mm-hmm. whatever, thrillers are supposed to be exciting. They're supposed to make you think. That's why we love Jordan Peele movies. Before we go, that movie, Bros... that's that movie with no oh (laughs) with with, what's his name billy eichner or whatever did you see that he was they had a horrible opening weekend i
1: saw that Yeah, they only made
0: like four million Mm -hmm. he was like yeah it's because the straight people didn't come out and see it but i went to a theater and everybody was laughing so i know it's good it's just that straight people weren't gonna see it
1: (laughs) i mean i just feel like that movie came out At the same time with so many of the movies. I've not seen a time, at least this year, where a bunch of big movies kind of came out at the same time. So there was a lot of competition, number one. Number two... I feel like this has also been confirmed on Twitter. I don't think a lot of people like Billy Eigner. You That's know? my first thought. Yeah, I just feel like, and I don't even know him that well. I never watched Billy on the Street or anything like that. I saw someone, someone tweeted, like, um, I can't remember, Ross Matthews he used to be on Chelsea Handler's show. That gay guy. Have, do you know who that is? I know
0: who Ross Matthews is, yeah.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, they're like, well, if he was the leading of the movie, that <laughs> the movie would have made 100 million opening day. or something. I don't know
0: about that. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of just think, two white male leads isn't going to pull... Because I feel like that's what I saw a lot of people's issues were. Mm -hmm. Because... So white straight people probably aren't gonna see it unless it's women or women forcing their boyfriends to go. And then black people just aren't gonna see it because either they're homophobic or they're like, I don't wanna see two white gays. Like, okay, cool. I didn't see people of color in the trailer like that. I mean, I thought about it for a second, then I was like, I don't wanna see two white gay men. (laughs) Like I just And Billy Eichner is not a white gay man that I like. I don't view him as somebody who's charismatic or he just seems like an asshole in real life. I don't know. There's something about him that rubs me the wrong way. And then so seeing him in the lead is some nondescript white man I didn't see anybody in the movie that I recognized and yeah was like oh I'd love to see th-. you know nowadays movies are about support you have to mm-hmm. respect someone or just want to support them right. and so I mean if Cardi B was in this movie people would have gone <laughs> she played <laughs> like his best friend or his boss or something like people if nothing else they at least want somebody that they like mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you didn't have anybody you didn't have anybody that anybody liked in this movie. I just thought it was funny that he's like, yeah, the straights didn't come see it. The trailer is literally like them saying, it's over for the straights. Who's even straight anymore? Gross. <laughs> it's like, Because <laughs> I, I get the joke. The joke is, but I'm like, <laughs> the, the rest of the US is not LA Hollywood. <laughs> so, right. so you probably rub some people wrong when you make, like, that's a joke that I get. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, oh, ha ha, who's even straight anymore? But for actual straight people who are borderline homophobic that you probably needed... (laughs) They're going to be like, oh, gross. So you don't want us then. <laughs> so you're making butt of straights. This is straight oppression. This is why we need straight pride because the gays are taking over and they're attacking us. They're,
1: attacking us. <laughs> they're being violent. I know this middle America, I just do, I would not, you know, unfortunately see them coming out for this movie. If this movie was like maybe a Netflix, <laughs> like a streaming movie, I think it would have done numbers on a Netflix. Oh, hell
0: yeah. If it yeah. was on Netflix, it would have been number one easy. Yeah. I don't know why. Why they didn't do Netflix. Yeah. Maybe they thought they'd make more money just being in theaters. Because when you stream a movie or make a movie for Netflix like that, they just buy it outright. So you get one lump sum of money. I don't know how they work out the the contracts later. I don't know if the person who sells it gets any sort of percentage of future sales. I feel like you just sell it and then it's done. Yeah. Versus in theaters. You can get a chunk of the money that's made. You can make your money back and then some. And then in perpetuity, if it goes to DVD, DVD sales and all of this shit. Mm -hmm. And so you lose that if you go to streaming or make something specifically for streaming. They can't be DVDs. Netflix is probably super strict about how they break you off when you do a movie for them. So I I guess he just had more faith in it that it would do better. But yeah, I just feel like a lot of people might have been worried that they'd see like gay sex. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> they're
1: like do i really <laughs> see i like
0: gay sex i, I love, but my issue is that i don't like to see sex in movies i need that separate
1: <laughs> yeah i wouldn't i didn't want to see it in the movie and like when i first saw the trailer on youtube because I, I see the trailer on youtube like often at least before the movie came out i was like oh okay cool that's good for you know that's good representation that's good i i mean i don't know it wasn't enough for me to go and see it <laughs> yeah. now if it was like i mean crystal and kiffy would never be in a movie like this but if they were like if they did a cameo or people who are well known Ooh, you know what if jabuki
0: was the main character i would, I would, I would have seen see it if it, it, it was jabuki
1: i would see if it was <laughs> yeah that's so true
0: that's so true. That's like you just need somebody young and fun that people love. Mm-hmm. If Jabuki had written, co-written and started this, it would have been like at least number two in the box. Like People would have oh, run out to see it. Absolutely. It would have also been for a younger audience too, yeah. which is also always good. People would have, I would have seen it. People would have seen it. Crystal and Kid Fury might've made a cameo. Like yeah. he would have pulled a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm naming black people. So yeah. Right. It would have pulled in black and brown people because that's probably who would have been in this movie with him, even if his they made his, counter, his romantic partner be white. Like, I mean, yeah. we might have gotten over that and gone to see it. But two right. white men in their 40s. I know they're looking for that.
1: I'm not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Call Me By Your Name did good. So it's not even that they're just two white men because those two, that's what's even fucked up is Call Me By Your Name was two actors who aren't even gay.
1: Yeah, I know. Or
0: they don't claim a queer identity at all right now. No. And that movie still did good. So I don't know what to tell you, man. I think it's just that people don't like Billy Eichner and y'all are too old (laughs) and you're white. You're too old and white. Old and white together.
1: Well, no, because Brokeback Mountain. How? I mean, they weren't in their forties, though. They were. They like, weren't. Yeah, because I know he was saying that, like, he made an intentional effort to cast people who are in the community, the LGBTQ community. I mean, that's good, but I feel like that should be expected. Like, I would expect that to happen
0: oh before we go out last 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 thing okay I don't fuck with Brad Pitt anymore I think I fear that I have to I feel like I can't say that I would do I would be his sex slave anymore I can't I can't co-sign it anymore I can't play dumb
1: I know I know. I know. Absolutely. The stories are damning. I remember when that article came out about them on the plane and that was so shocking to read. I was just like, oh, wow. I felt like nobody was really talking about it in the way that I would expect with all of this stuff. I believe it. I mean, I never didn't believe it, but I was just like, damn. I never heard about it before. I oh. thought
0: they got divorced because he was in that movie with Marion Cotillard. <laughs> Marion I oh. thought it was just like another oh he cheated on her with some other woman and she I had no idea that there was a plane incident nothing and then over the years just like some rumblings of oh she's accusing him of this or that but I felt like it was just her saying it and that there wasn't any evidence so mm-hmm. if that plane incident happened I'm very confused why they're in a custody battle right now because well wouldn't the kids just say we don't want to live with him he beat us
1: I mean, I he think he choked
0: my sister. I don't fuck with it. Like, I don't understand why it's difficult.
1: I don't know. I think they don't want to live with him because aren't there like several kids who haven't seen him in like years? I think I've heard
0: that he hasn't seen any of his kids. Okay, yeah. The oldest one who just accepted, like she's going to Spellman. she doesn't talk to him. Wow. But I feel like at that point, I mean, I don't know. See, when you try to do shit quietly and respectfully, but you're a public figure, so then we get in your business, it's... Not working against her. It's working against her because Brad Pitt is having his people leak shit and say she's making it up, she's blowing it out of proportion. He didn't put hands on the kids. He never did that. She's just jealous. His people are saying shit, but she's not saying anything directly. The kids aren't saying anything directly, and I'm sure it's one of those things where she just doesn't want the kids to be involved and oh, mm-hmm. we need our privacy and kids don't speak on this. You know, we'll figure it out. But I'm like. Yeah, speak on it. Mm-hmm. Have the kids say yes. Like, do one of those sit down interviews with Oprah. Mm-hmm. Have the kids say yes. He threw wine, and I mean, I guess the idea would be like, what if she coached the kids or whatever? Oh, but, yeah. I mean, because it happened six years ago, so now it, it just feels like it's turning into the Woody Allen versus oh, Mia Farrow, where it happened back then and it wasn't it was like well known, and so now they're struggling to get the truth out, but people still don't believe it, and he's still working and but now people kind of do believe it but he's still working <laughs> and it's it's weird so Brad Pitt's done shitty things like it I feel like it should just be on public record and he should have parental rights terminated and that should be that I just kind of view it as I don't know these people at all I yeah, don't know period. anything about that situation mm-hmm. so I'm not going to be mad that he's been cast in a lot of things. I really liked Bullet Train. I thought it was really good. Oh, you saw and it? And it does make, yeah, I saw it twice. Oh, and he's wow. very endearing. Like, he's very charismatic. He's a total homecoming queen, homecoming mm. king. Like, he's just prom king of Hollywood. He's just yeah. still good looking. He's charismatic, you know, which makes it really easy for him to probably be terrible behind the scenes because yeah. now he's so powerful. People don't want to say anything or even if they heard something, we probably wouldn't believe it because we think we know him and we don't. Mm-hmm. It's hard. So I, the very least I can do is stop sexualizing him and stop saying that <laughs> I would do the cookings and the cleanings for
1: him. and. <laughs>
0: i'm gonna stop romanticizing him from now on of
1: course feel bad for the kids and
0: i I don't feel bad for the kids they're well taken care of i mean people are getting beat by their parents and they're broke so (laughs) i mean that's true that's true but the trauma they don't even have to see him anymore like they don't see him so (laughs) sorry people are getting (laughs) they're getting yoked up in the hood right now so i don't feel sorry for these kids (laughs) they're still living in a fucking mansion in the hollywood hills their school's still all paid for whatever dreams they want to do are going to be fully funded and that man don't live with them so they're fine
1: (laughs) This is how we drag through the media because I can imagine. I mean, I don't even know the names of all their kids and I don't even know their ethnicities.
0: Woo! Anyways, Um, thank you all for joining us for this super Sunday. Melee. Ultra extended episode of us catching up. I don't even know what we talked about. Maybe I'll cut out a good portion of it so that I have less to edit. Okay, no, that's fair. There's,
1: there's multiple opportunities.
0: <laughs> yeah. much cool. We'll see y'all in the next one. Bye. Bye. are listening to a young hag production.